And that's that on being a visual learner. <laughs> Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Also Also. Um, sorry, there was no episode last week. We recorded one, and it was terrible, so we just said, mm, no thanks, and we put her away. Because <laughs> so, we're very good at that. Yeah, very good. Do um, I regret it? Yes. Do I hate myself for it? Slightly. Yes. On the other hand, I'm trying not to be so harsh on myself. That makes one of us. And I need to not put so much pressure on things. That being said, I then also think, Mara, if you don't try for anything, you're never going to get anywhere. You need to try. <laughs> it's an endless cycle of it. Did you place your little push pins in little clumps on your board? I mean, I just put them on there, but I tried not to make sure. Like, I didn't want them, like, evenly spaced so that like, some of them look clustered, but I didn't do it, like, purposefully. They just look clustered in a way that was, like, you tried to... Like, you made them look like they were part of the print in a good way. Like, they look like, like, I can't tell looking at it. Like, some of them look like they're, you know, more leaves or, like, little flowers that are coming off of the bigger flower. And I was just like, what is happening? I couldn't tell how many pushpins you had on there. I think that's just the pattern. No, it's not. I'm looking specifically at the pins in the bottom left corner. I did try and put them, like, all in the dark blue area. So, like, it wasn't on the actual pattern. It was on the solid part. In case it started to fray, it would be less noticeable. Right. I need to make my little catch-all dish for my push pins. Um, Honestly, this sounds insane since I have, like, 14 catch-all dishes. But I will need another one for that purpose. Yeah, I get it. Also, I really need to get the rest of the ribbon so I can do that, like lattice kind of thing on oh, there oh yeah i i liked the look of it did you yeah okay and good. i like because i have like those pictures from new year's eve and like different things that like i don't have anywhere to put them up in my room mm-hmm. and i could tuck them into that but i don't want to put like a thumbtack through my pictures right. so i get it i still can't decide now if i want to hang mine like it like i've been putting it up above my desk to see and i like the look of it a lot but then you you're I, like i want to be able to like move it around with me and take yeah. it and be like look at this this is what i have envisioned and well especially because like if i, I have know. to take it downstairs yeah like i don't want to have it hanging up plus it just doesn't fit the vibe of like hanging up on my wall and i was gonna put it above my desk but you made me that long live the king banner when i was like super into merlin and then i put it up and i was like it's been up for a while and i was like we have you know i'm i'm over it now and now we've watched Merlin again. And How I'm could like, you I ever? I could never. I could never. First be of over all, it. not only is it "Long Live the King" for Merlin, but also Arthur. Yeah. No, I know. Like that, you can't be over that. I need you to constantly be into that. Yeah. Well, it's fine because I'm in it again. I think I might make you a new one slash better one. Why? That fabric is just so big for such a small font. It is. And like, I think I would want one that's like. I know what you're talking. Banner. Yes, because that's what I really wanted. It was almost like the um, it's called something. Uh, it's a pennant. No, Pen- a yes. pennant is one of the. It's like a a pennant is oh, one of those like, like Quidditch signs. Right. Is the only thing I can relate it to. I know it's for more sports. I just can only <laughs> think of Quidditch. Yeah, I think because I was looking at Quidditch pennants the other day. But this would be like an actual banner that would like hang in a hall where it has that like little yeah thing i love that we're just talking about this on here and we're making that hand motion and no, no one, one knows i need it. you all to know there's a lot of like a lot of arm a lot flailing. of deep un- um, upside down v's going on over here <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah anyway okay <laughs> um 
Wow. What? <laughs> we know how to go off. <laughs> yes, we do. Um, yeah. All that being said, you totally forgot to introduce ourselves. Oh so. my goodness. I'm Lainey and that's Mara. We are your <laughs> hosts. I almost said your humble dungeon <laughs> masters. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to say humble hosts at the very least. Like you just stopped at hosts and I was like, there's a word missing there. I don't understand. <laughs> Been watching too much Dimension 20. Is that um, a thing? Can you watch no. too much Dimension 20? So, also, not to mention that we've been watching The Ravening War, which they were called the Scrumptious scrumptious Scoundrels. That was the messiest thing ever. Anyway, uh, so yeah, today we will be discussing um, The Ravening War. Uh, I'm very excited. We haven't done a Dimension 21. This is a very strange one to do for <laughs> the know. first one. But like, we just finished it. It was a smaller and it's like fresh in my mind it took us the longest to watch despite okay. being the smallest here's the thing for like the first what three of six episodes i was like kind of not feeling it and then all of a sudden i don't know what it was but like two days ago i was like let's go i am so pumped for this i get it i'm interested i think it's when everything started to like rather than jumping around in the time when everything kind of started to come together mm-hmm. is when i liked it more because it was just like little tidbits of information which made sense for the story but i was a little like lost i liked the setup for a D campaign though i haven't seen one done like that where it's like here's one group and here's multiple points in time for each session where they're affecting one outcome that we already know of because obviously we've already you know a crown of candy happened first well i mean the playthrough of it happened first and so we know what happens there and so to watch, like, specific events throughout, like, a, what, five, ten year period leading up to what happens in it A Crown of Candy? It was more than, yeah, it was probably around ten. It was more than I guess five. not even really leading up. It leads up to a time of peace, and then there's a 20-year difference in that. Then we see the opposite ends of either sides of that time of peace, those 20 years. Yeah, because you get the Ravening War, and then you get a Crown, Crown of Candy, Candy, which is 20 years later, and it starts the next war. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So, this one was different for us because Matthew Mercer from <laughs> Matthew's I weird. Know, I Matt don't Mercer know <laughs> from um, Critical Role. Oh my god, <laughs> your face! I almost said Dimension Twenty. No, <laughs> I mean yes, but no. But no. <laughs> so yes, Matt Mercer from Critical Role, which love them too. Uh, their campaigns are far too long for us to do anything. I on would them. like to watch um, Ninety Nine soon, though. Me too. Uh, since we've watched that but yeah matt mercer dm'd so it was different not to see brennan like dm but it was so much more fun getting to watch him play it was the first time that we've ever really seen him play because i remember the first time that we sort of watched him play was a one shot that he did on critical role it was um oh what's it called the Oh, I, know what I can't you're think of what we it's never called. even we never finished finished it. it. We we've started it, was, it twice and we have still never oh my finished God, it. It's right there in my mind. Right, I can think of it, but I can't think of it. You know, it what was I mean? like something that they like. I keep trying to say it was Exandria Unlimited, but it's literally not that. No, That's something completely not different. At all. I have no idea. It's been it's been a couple of years. Yeah, it has been. Um, but we just. I don't know. For some reason, that one shot, we just couldn't seem to... Like, we get to the same point every time, and then we stop. And I don't know if it's just like it takes so long to get that get to that point, and then we're like, okay, we have to go do something, and then we just never get back into it or what it is. But I remember seeing Brennan for the first time being like, who the fuck is this? Who's this guy? 
<laughs> and because he played now he's a household name yes for us at least i love brennan Me anyway too. it was different to see him play a character yeah. because he still puts so much thought into everything mm-hmm. he does as a character that he does as a dm and he went so extreme like Rafaniel like got as he got older he became more and more extreme kind of like he was going senile which was amazing it was and like the fact that like that last episode when he's like I will keep you alive like I know how to keep you alive while I like go in through your eyeball and pull out part of your brain like <laughs> Zach's face journey is <laughs> all that I need journey. it was that's what it was it was a face journey I know I just, the, it was, <laughs> especially because my face made the same face journey at the I same know. time. Because I saw you <laughs> looking at your phone when this happened and making that face and also watching the TV. And I was like, Mara, you have to rewind and see Zach's face. Because it was my face. <laughs> it was. It's just, it's just super funny. But I, um, I wonder, though, if he would be the same with a different campaign that he didn't create the lore of. Right, like he knew the ins and outs of this one. But it was also so fun to watch like when Matt like would talk about like Satrina mm-hmm. or um Rococo or Right. Or when like Amathar came in. Mm-hmm. It was oh, just like Amathar. how excited Brennan got. He was like, Oh, those are my little babies. Oh my gosh, he just got so excited throughout the whole campaign. Mm-hmm. Just like every couple of seconds he'd just be like and again, we I've never seen him play before, so I don't know if it was just different, like the camaraderie mm-hmm. with the people that he always plays with. You know, so it was a little different rather than seeing him be like the leader, not in the general sense, the leader of the whole thing. Um, but I also really enjoyed it because he still kept some things that he does when he DMs. So like if a if a big role were coming up, he'd be like, this is what I have. Like he'd do the math and he'd calculate it and he'd be like, this is what I have to roll. And it was so funny the first time he did it that because I was just like, what the fuck is happening? I know. Speaking of things that he does while he DMs, you know the ba ba bum thing that he does? I was listening to Nad Pod the other day and Murph needed a second to think and he made that noise and I was just like, oh, no. He was like, It's the only time he has done it so far in the whole campaign of nadpod that mm-hmm. i've noticed at least and i was just sitting there like oh murph well watching <laughs> i think it's unsleeping city Allie he starts doing it, it as a oh do they i think they do it's one of them i think it's Allie starts going up up bum, bum. maybe it is murph does murph. it a lot because we kept talking about it because we were like oh it's rubbing off on murph because he kept like stalling while he was making rolls and doing it it's super funny dude when i need a second straight silence like (laughs) girl you still alive over there that's what i'm like (laughs) um but no so it was really cool to get to see him play not only play like but play with people that he doesn't that he's normally dming for yeah it wasn't like a different group like an all-new group with a different dm and he'd never played with anyone like well and like i said just like him and lou interacting with each other seemed so much like that has to be a good chunk of like what their at home games are like because they were just like up and jumping and dancing around i mean like lou was like behind him and cuddling him at one point because he was like i'm so sorry i mean that's how like zach and lou are through crown of candy yeah that's true 
I think that's a, a, I think a lot of that is Lou. I, th- I think it is. <laughs> He's just a very expressive person, and which I, I get. Love like Lou. when he gets down, like when Rafaniel's dying, and he just like gets on the floor and starts crawling. Me, <laughs> like know. the minute that that was gonna happen, like I'm like, I am the kind of person that like I would have laid on the floor, like oh, when <laughs> Eddie died in Stranger Things on the floor. That's where I belong when I am upset, when something's happening that I don't want it to happen. I'm on the floor. Yeah. And we had to go somewhere just after we finished it. I come upstairs because we're supposed we went to be getting to ready and you're laying on the floor in your room. And I was like, oh, we're doing this again. Not only like laying on the floor in my room, but if you all, I have a small room. So if you all saw my room, there's not really anywhere to lay on the no, floor. In not there. at all. There's like, you walk in on one wall, there's my desk, like maybe a foot away from the chair is my bed and then maybe a foot and a half away from the other side of my bed is the wall um the other side of the wall like the other side of the room and i was laying in between my desk and my bed (laughs) because that's where my stuffed animals and my swords are (laughs) and my wands oh my god and my wands (laughs) if anybody wanted to know what kind of person i am and i was like cuddling i think i was cuddling Sirius and Stella and Stormy. Because <laughs> those are the ones it's that just dad got me. animals names, guys. <laughs> those are the ones that dad caught me. And so... Oh, dead dad trauma. Okay. Yeah, dead dad trauma. Because, you know, uh, well, that's really what I was crying about at that point was Hopper coming back. Yeah. And I was bitter because, like, <laughs> that's fucking cool. What the fuck? This is not a this Stranger not Things take two. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Anyway... So, this was also the first time that we ever saw a Bria play, which yes. I've been dying to see a Bria play because I've seen so many TikToks of her playing and DMing and, you know, just interviews that and like talks that she does with Matt and with Brennan and people. And I'm just always so intrigued. And I'm just like, I want to know. I want to know. I want to know what Abria's playing style is like. Especially because, you know, in Adventuring Academy, she mentions that she wants to do a Southern Gothic Curse of Strahd campaign, which is the the coolest thing. And I it would die to be a part of that. And then she obviously wanted to DM the Harry Potter little do daddy thingy that they do for dimension 20 and she wanted to do a court of fame flowers which was supposed to be like bridgerton meets fairy or whatever and it's just like those are things that like my brain also pro she is more of a heist person Mm -hmm. i am not me but the aesthetic of things it's like yes i get that so i was so excited to see her play and it lived up to my expectations (laughs) so i i need you to know that when you said do daddy thingy it made me think of Anjali, I'm so sorry if I pronounced her name wrong, Anjali. Uh, every time she would talk about one of like the bad guys who she was going after, she would say, this duder, that duder, uh, the, the duder. <laughs> I think I missed that. That's I hilarious. I loved it. Oh, she was a breath of fresh air. Let me tell you, because she's not, we didn't know who she was going no, into yeah. this. We were like, who, who, but who? Like, I still don't fully know who she is like in the rest of the world outside of this. I know she... I'm like 97% sure that she did an episode or two of the most recent Critical Role campaign recently. Hmm. Um, I think Matt had her on for a couple of those. Well, they had her on, you know what I mean, for a couple of those episodes. Um, Or she did like a one shot with them or something. 
something like that. But otherwise, I don't. I still don't know. I should probably Google and find out who she is because I loved her. I did. She was too. hilarious, and she was so committed to that character, and like the development of that character meant so much to her. And like, yes, it really did. Step one from step two, and that was so nice to see because I love well, like clear character development like that. Yes, me too. And like the fact that her relationships with the other PCs like came and went and how it affected her character and like what her character ended up doing. Yeah. And I also really liked that she was very like open book about like, Oh, I couldn't think of anything cool to say. So I'm just going to call it out like that. Which is phenomenal because I can never think of anything cool to say. And it was so much. It really humanizes the process of watching like a televised D and D group of like, you're like, Oh my gosh, these people are so good. Like my campaigns aren't like that. Well, and also there's nothing to say that her character wouldn't do those things because her character has been put on, you know, in this spot and she's always felt like that's not necessarily who she is. And, Yada, yada, yada. Do you have a lighter in here? No, it's your wand. Can we talk? About- <laughs> sorry. Can we talk? I'm so sorry to interrupt you. You're good. I don't know just- what I was saying anymore. Can we talk about how she was a mango and her name was Amongo? Amongo. Her French accent. I was obsessed with it. I was half convinced she was actually French for a while. Like, uh-huh. naturally. Like, not. You know what I mean. Like, <laughs> like naturally. <laughs> like, that's like, she came from France and it was her first because her, her accent was... To me, at least, someone who, I guess, has never actually talked to anybody who's French in their entire lives was very spot on. Okay. That's... <laughs> I have spoken French and have listened to people speak French. Ooh, one of the things but... we talked about this morning, actually, when we were finishing it, was... So, Emily plays... She can't help it. She has to play a spellcaster. Oh. She has to. She has <laughs> to have I was like, magic. why are you talking about Emily? And, like, she's so strategic and she does all these really big, really cool moves... And I feel like people don't see that Lou does the same thing with non-magical yeah. characters. Like, he will stack up his character, like, Amathar and Deli and, um, there's one more. Uh, Fabian? Fabian, yeah. Like, he'll stack them up and they have so much to do that he'll, like take three big hits on someone in one turn like he's really strategic about the way he stacks his moves without magic and i feel like because it's not like magic and well and he's also so subtle when he does it like yeah like how he goes and that's a nat 20 like what like he just he's just like that's a nat 20 and it's like lou that's a nat like okay i know i'm sorry but the moment first of all i'm gonna start preface this whole thing by saying that matt mercer's voice in a very good way, lulls me to sleep. <laughs> because it's like he's telling a bedtime story, and as someone who grew up with a dad he who does, told bedtime stories, I get lulled to sleep. Pacing of his storytelling is a lot like that, and it's not bad. It's very good. I just my brain. Stop doing that. Sorry, jeez. My brain can. Yeah, that is <laughs> karma. Okay, karma. That's me purring in my lap like a cat because it oh loves me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Henrik's downstairs and I'm kind of depressed about it. I had a point. Anyway, so I just can't like my brain is just like, ooh, sleepy time, baby, bye, because there's soft storytelling going on. And um, also I have to do something on my phone while I watch it or I will not be able to focus to save my life. And unfortunately, I have way too many games on my phone right now and I have a tendency to get distracted. So I... (laughs) There were major chunks of this 
campaign. It's not really a campaign. It's like a little mini thing, like a mini campaign that I did not pay much attention to. It also doesn't help that I really dislike Game of Thrones. And so I For don't... anything that's like tactile, really government weaving, spiven. I'm not a heist person. <laughs> I, that's just not my thing. It's I mean, just, this wasn't really a heist. I know it's not a heist, but it's that same kind of like. It's when there are so many strategic mind things going on at the same time that are so subtly intertwined and yeah. like kept from people. Mar Mar doesn't get it. No, unless I'm actually reading it. If I were like reading a Again, book with that. If it's that, in front of yeah. you. <laughs> if you can put your eyes on it and if you need to go back to it, you're golden. <laughs> you can't just hear it. <laughs> the amount of time. You were like, what's this appropriate? Sopropian? Whatever they are. I still don't know. The, the guys that live uh, in the. I want to call it the upside down so no, bad. It's the underworld. Under the un, it's under the earth. They live underground. And yes, Saprophians, okay. Saprophians, I think they're Saprophians, but they're like the little like fungus mold people. See, I just kept getting distracted because Emily plays a, a, a circle of spores druid and <laughs> this has nothing to do with so it. So they kept saying fungus and spores and I kept getting really confused. <laughs> I can't help it. That's just what was happening. Oh anyway, moving goodness. on. So I'm only, I'm paying maybe like 77% attention while we're watching this morning. And Lou, like <laughs> Matt makes that role to, why do you it's get it's so like frustrated? The floor and I don't like it. Well, I don't care. I'm making a point. To well, myself. I do care. Sisters guys. Anyway. So Matt was making a role to see if Lou was going to get like eaten by the garbage disposal or whatever, I guess. And Despasul. <laughs> I took me so long to put that together. You. To be fair, I wasn't paying attention when it was first brought up. And so they started saying it. I went, oh, garbage disposal. While you're freaking out I about the fact that you just thought about it. My was problem like, what? was that we had the subtitles on and the way a, it was spelled was like D-E-A-U-S or whatever. Oh. And then there was like Z-H-U-L disposal. Like it typed out did not look like disposal. I was like, what is this? And, it, and Brandon was like, oh my God. And then everyone started to get it. And I was like, I don't, I don't get it. I wasn't paying attention enough to get it. I feel like that that has nothing to do with them as players or as Matt, as a DM. It's not a negative reflection on them. I need you all to know that is a negative reflection on my mental status at all times. <laughs> Moving on. It, it's the she same way with She was trying to be less hard on herself. <laughs> I'm trying to make sure people know how much I love and appreciate these people and that I'm not in any way saying anything negative about them because I'm not. Is that a stone on your little orange tray or is it a piece of styrofoam it's a stone the white one yeah looks like styrofoam from over here it's or not. like cauliflower it's which honestly triggering your quartz it don't look so clear you know it may not be clear quartz but it is a yes it is yeah it's from my little gemini thing because it That's came with a rose quartz too a big chunk mine are like this big well what am i looking at the piece of styrofoam on your <laughs> orange tray. <laughs> I will show you. It is not a piece of styrofoam. Oh, that is some quartz. Okay, yeah. you're right. It does look like styrofoam. It does, like, especially from over here. Holding it up. My goodness. Moving on. So, 
Matt makes that roll and he's just staring at it. And I went, oh, for sure. It's either a very bad roll, like a nat one. And he's like, ugh, or it's a nat 20. And he's going to have to kill Lou right after he killed Karna, which so I cried so much. And <laughs> so he's like, they sit there for a few minutes. And everyone's stressed and I'm stressed. And then he goes, that's a natural 20. And Lou whips out. He has the adamantine or whatever armor the special armor that means that it's something like that that means that critical hits don't count against him oh my god i know and I went, are you serious so then they're like oh okay okay lou's gonna survive this is amazing this is so cool i love that so much and then matt tells him what the damage is and he goes and that's halved because he was raging because he's a barbarian too and i was just like i was beside myself i had to pause it i was freaking out i was like, if I did not live in an apartment, I would have been screaming. I need you guys to know how many times we pause a show throughout watching. No, not just because of you, but I mean, we'll get 10 minutes into a show, but we've been watching it for about 45. Yeah. Because we have to pause. We have to, that's what, which is so funny. That's why we wanted to do this podcast. So we would stop doing that. No. We don't stop doing that. And then we say those things then. The, the amount of stuff you guys miss when we are like naturally watching and or uh, like absorbing Mm -hmm. the piece of entertainment at the time that we're you know consuming it i you know that part in the office where michael scott says that he sometimes he just starts talking and he figures (laughs) out the point i don't know where i'm going sentence eventually that is me every day of my life but especially right now (laughs) i don't know what i was saying that's hilarious um okay i feel like Okay, what? You I go? was going to say, we just have to mention the silvery barbs. Oh, we just have to mention oh how my gosh. they all like took a level, at least one level of rogue. But most, a couple of them were like, I guess it was only Zach that was like an actual rogue. Well, Abria was too, but she had a couple other things. I think things. most of them were all naturally most, rogues, except yes. for Brennan. And so they all had like, because a, a couple of them were bards too. They all had like the same spells. Only they Brennan and Abria were bards. Okay, but they all took the same feats and stuff like that. Yeah. So everyone they had all the like same had the same thing. spell stack and, and it was shit. just like anytime Matt rolled, they were like silvery barbs, silvery, silvery barbs, silvery barbs. Oh my gosh! And then when every single one of them was like, I'm gonna use a cutting action to like dash or whatever, and then <laughs> oh, a was bonus like, action dash. Yeah. And then like they could also add speed. Well, because Lou said, oh, I took movement as a feet or whatever. And so mobile, I think. Mobile. And so he got an extra 10 feet. And then <laughs> Zach goes, well, I have cutting action and mobile. <laughs> and it's just like, why are you all like this? And so, I mean, uh, a Mongo Anjali said something about how that was the problem with not making their characters together was that they had no, like, they all just it, made like, the same character. But really it really worked out for them. It did. And it's so... It's one of those moments where it's like you can take any like it like the like the like statistical build of a character mean nothing when it comes to building a character as much as like the per- obviously what you make of that character. Well, in the setting and, that you're in. Right. And but it was it was funny because uh, we just started kind of a work group um, for D&D with some people outside of work. And I was like talking to them about making characters and stuff like that. And someone had mentioned, oh, I think it'd be fun if we made them together. Then we could kind of see where everybody, you know, what everybody else is making and they can be different and yada, yada, yada. And I was like, "Mm." but that's fun, too. And yeah. No, you finish. And I 
will never get over the concept of what they did for Twice Bitten, where they did not tell each other who their care, like what their characters were. And they just had, like, you've slowly figured out what their characters were because they would pull, like, someone would throw a bardic or someone would rage or they would do this. And you'd think they were one thing the whole time, but they weren't. That was the coolest thing. And I still want to run a campaign that way. Speaking of our D&D group. Yes. For work slash work affiliated people. Yes. Okay. So they all in this campaign have telepathy. And yes. they all talk inside of each other's minds. Never realized until the last like episode or last two episodes <laughs> that they had never talked to Colin in his mind. Good old Provolone over there. Come on, Provolone. Um, and Still then the they best joke did. Ever. And he goes, oh my God. And he's like freaking out. And they're like, this is what it's like to not be part of the like group text chain. Yeah. <laughs> chain or whatever. And then you get into it. And like they did it a couple more times to him. And uh, Provolone was like, I don't really like it though. Like I, no, not for me. <laughs> and I was like me with a group chat though. Like we have this work one and I'll get 15 freaking notifications. We don't message each other I, that much. Okay. We did. We did this morning, like last night or this morning or whatever, because we and were tonight. trying to get. Nuh-uh. There were at least five or six. That's not that many. It is for me. I don't like group chats. You forced <laughs> me to download this and join it. Listen. And I get so. I, it just always has a little notification bubble and I'll get into it and then swipe right out. I can't. I can't read all that. If mm, Listen. No, thank you. The apps that I refute that I can't figure out how to get rid of notifications on or the apps that I accidentally having notifications enabled and I keep forgetting to turn them off. They do not sit on my first page of my phone. They sit on other pages, so I don't have to see them every day. I um don't sort anything on my phone. Um, I have most things sorted, but if it's like a game I've downloaded, I have to make sure that I'm going to go back and play it before I move it into my official games folder. I have I think, <laughs> two games downloaded on my phone. My games folder is like four pages long. I don't I sit have on my two, phone very often. I have two. Okay, that makes it sound bad. I don't just like no, that's not do what I'm nothing saying. but mindlessly play on my phone. That's not what I said. I just have to have something to do while I'm watching TV. I or like in the car. Don't feel the same and I have a hard time being on my phone because I get bored with it very easily. Mm. Not with me and my I games. get really bored with passive things. Oh my gosh, that's why I'm bored all the time. Yeah, you're a Gemini. But I have two of the same game on my phone downloaded on that phone. It's the Stranger Things game. But there were two different makers of the same game. And so some things are slightly different from each other. I play them both. Anyway. Oh my Several gosh, what times. What were we talking about? We were talking about Silvery Barbs and character oh, yeah. creation. Because then we got sidetracked talking about the group chat. But I feel like we didn't talk enough about Abria as Karna. I don't know how much there is to say because like she's just like she's it was perfect. just a really cool character concept that she was like technically already dead and that anytime she like used a big thing of magic or went out of her way to like save someone and her deity or whoever she had pledged herself to was mm-hmm. the hungry one and it would like a little piece of rot would happen or like she would carve part of herself out as like an offering was a, a for a food based campaign very cool it was. I also just like her mind, like not only Karna's, but Abria's to like have just all that, like just to think that way in a spy heisty way. Mm-hmm. I could never, I want to so bad. Like I want to be a player like Emily or, you know, Abria, Lou or, you know, Brennan who just like 
has the world in their head God. and will use it My at any second. If I were that but man. let me tell you, I get into play- five seconds into playing and I get anxious so that my character becomes anxious <laughs> or I try and turn into a baby bear so we can keep a mama bear oh, I remember and no that. one lets me keep the mama bear. Okay. I'm still bitter. I need, she could have been my steed. I, can you imagine that? A little gnome on a steed, on a bear as a steed obsessed. I would have taken a level of druid if I had to. I'm sorry. Yes. What are you trying to critique about Helena right now? <laughs> I'm not trying to critique anything about Helena. I had a point and it's gone. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I really love Helena. What was it? I don't know. We were talking about having the knowledge oh, of the world in no, your head. Okay. I think you're being too hard on yourself as a player considering we've not really been able to play a lot or consistently. You got to remember these aren't people who are like, oh, just jumped in as my first campaign. This man has been playing since he was a wee small child. Oh, I know. But then, like, you watch Adventuring Academy and they're like, you don't need to have a lot of playing history to be good at this game or to have fun with this game. And it's like, I know I don't, but I'm nervous. doesn't mean you have to be good. And to be good doesn't mean that you have to have, like, this super over-the-top character and know all of the game mechanics. Like, I'm harsh on myself, Half of being a good player is being able to show up to a session. Okay. Uh, that's hilarious. I had something to say. What was I going to say? Do, 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 do. I don't know. I've lost it. Okay. Maybe we should go like through the actual story of the campaign rather than just talking about random Okay. Things. But that's all you. Um, yeah, I know. I remember bits <laughs> and pieces. I think, so I thought it was cool that their characters had pretty entwined backstories already. Mm-hmm. So like Amon Go always had Rafaniel. And, and I think Karna. it's and she didn't always have Karna, but she did have Karna there towards the end because Karna helped her to, I believe, yeah, helped her kill her baby daddy. I don't know how I missed that whole and plot line, by the way. I kind of missed it a little bit towards the end too. I did like that. Also, Matt made a point of when they first meet <laughs> the FDA. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was so funny when they meet the FDA. It's like they all have a secret to hide. Yeah, and I thought. It was really cool that he didn't play their secrets on them. It was just something that, like, their characters had that we knew and was, like, prevalent. Mm-hmm. And that Abria and Lou, so Karna and Deli, decided to baseline trust, share theirs. Yeah. And so you have theirs, but, like, you're like, I don't know these other people's secrets. You didn't need to to understand the campaign, which was no, nice. which was cool. But then in the end when like they start to be revealed it just has so much to do with why their characters are like they are yeah and all of this stuff going on um so i thought that was really cool um i also really liked that like we had someone so high up in the church we had a royal we had someone who wasn't known to anyone but knew everything Mm -hmm. we had you know kind of a guy who could just lurk in the shadows but could also be known and not really yeah stand out and then delhi who was like prominent in the meatlands and mm-hmm. stuff like that it was just really cool like uh, the group that it was um it was a nice dynamic right yeah for sure and it was just like cool how it picked up i did like that like they met and the fda was like we're gonna call on you at some point and they all went their separate ways except for colin and deli mm-hmm. because he became scald and it's so triggering um <laughs> for several reasons i know uh and then they all get called together and they do like you can see them as players and characters being like, we have to kill 
whoever is in this carriage and they're like kind of fine with it and then they find out because they think that it's gonna bring about a bad thing yeah and then they find out that it's they're the Pamela ones that started and they start the ravening war yeah and brennan's character so rafaniel gets so pissed that he's been a pawn to this which is funny because like he killed the king of vegetania like yeah he kind of started shit on his own like he kind of wanted that but i don't think that he liked that it he was being used instead of him being able to use people but it was just such like a big thing and like the banana guy oh my gosh was, was such so a big depressing. thing for colin and stuff and like lou talks about like when he's playing delhi that delhi's like oh we're i'm already this in i have to kill them i right. can't like there's well, no going back and then he talks about it at the end that he's i don't even remember who he's talking to but he's talking about how he feels horrible for the person he's become and that he felt like he needed to see this through even knowing that it was a bad thing to be doing yeah. and it was so heartbreaking and it's so like they do this thing and you can tell that their characters feel so destroyed yeah and then they don't come back together for like another what five something like years that. or so i mean and they never really even do like they yeah. end up like sort of accidentally all being in this one place. And I'm assuming it has to do with the FDA and everything, but it wasn't like a, Oh, Hey group outing. It was right. a, Oh, Oh, it was because, um, they were, there was like a meeting for like a peace meeting basically. Yeah. And they were all there because like Amongo was with Uvano and she became like pretty high up in the ranks of like his, you know, military, whatever. Delhi basically didn't get the fame for what Basha did, but did unite the Meatlands. Karna was his new scald. Where Faniel was like, high, he's a high up in the church. I don't remember what his title was. Cause didn't he get like demoted? He was, I thought he was the, like the he was an in, archbishop. Oh, I thought that's what he was. Oh, I, I want to say bishop, And then I want to say the, he was a bishop. He was something. Cause she calls him the bishop. But I don't, I don't know. And then he got demoted. Yeah. Yeah. They asked anyway. him to leave. Um, They didn't ask him to leave. Yes, they did. He stayed in the church. Nuh-uh. They demoted yes, him and did. moved him out of the place. They. I don't know. Anyway, they moved him to like a different place in like a different sector, but he was still in the church. And then um, Colin was a knight for the Bolvian oh, church. Sir Colin Provolone. Sir Colin Provolone. And by the end, he no longer, he stripped himself of Sir and Scald, and I was so sad. I love but anyway, him. so like, they're all there for that reason. Um, I have no idea what track I was on, so this is going to be fun. Um, but yeah, it picks up with them there, like meeting, like before like the whole peace thing, but like before like the big part of the war or whatever. Yeah. And when they had first done um, the killed Pamela rocks, mm -hmm. they had seen some movement and they went and they found that underground thing and Delhi touched the mycelium, which they didn't know what it was then. It's like the, I don't remember any of that. The mother hub of the Saprophians, like the, the big brain thing. It was just fungus. No, I know what the mycelium... Well, I mean, I un, like I, uh, I recognized the word. I didn't realize it popped up then. Yeah, because they found... They killed what they thought was a person and then they, t they find that it's like fungus and like rotted and stuff. I vaguely remember that. And they're like, what the fuck is this? We've never seen this. And then they find like the underground thing and he touches the mycelium and he was like... It like actually hurt him. 
but he was like it was like a warmth that was like not yet but like i think he took damage from it or something hmm. so then they rafaniel is like obsessed with this and then he sees one at the thing and he runs after it his robes come off butt naked little rat oh man. yeah and um they follow it down have you ever and seen a bunch of them. just connect to a back no butt <laughs> just, just a, a little butthole butt <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh, but um oh my god can we talk about how rafaniel from the beginning wanted to convert colin into like a believer in the Bulbian church yeah. and colin was like no thanks sir like i'm good and oh. then they like we're together for so long and it was just like this Rafanian was like oh this boy he's so promising we're gonna get him to do I this know. and Colin was like I hate this man <laughs> <laughs> but like in a I love him and would do anything for him I don't away. even think it was an I love him I think it was I will kill for him and I will die for him but I hate him <laughs> it's like I can't explain it <laughs> I think but that he thought it was hate but it was love, love. <laughs> it was just like I don't understand um but yeah so they go down and they find the whole underground network and they can't like they know these profans can't speak. So they like tell like telepathically send images to them, which I'm wondering, is that how telepathy and D&D actually works? Because I feel like mechanically, no, but like worked out very well for them. And they find the FDA members down there and there's like an elder and they're all working together to basically like bring a upon the end of the world and day is possible i'm trying to figure out where i'm going with this and why i was saying all of <laughs> i this. don't know i'm so lost because <laughs> i didn't I really i don't are. even know from the show <laughs> like i can't i can't clarify for you but they I can't help there. you and then there's like the really like slippery tunnel which they mentioned and about how oh we're gonna have to go back up the slippery tunnel and i went what the fuck slippery tunnel? i don't know how you missed it <laughs> because it was so funny i missed the but whole thing we killed colin's dad we did do that and can we okay i feel like we glossed over too quickly the fact that lou as someone who played what's the king's name amathar <laughs> amathar <laughs> you just looked at me and got more terrified every <laughs> second i was so scared anyway king amathar had to like he as a different person had to kill King Amathar's mother like that have to feel weird and then I mean and like we saw Brennan freak out about it because he didn't know what was happening and I feel like because that's something that Matt got to come up with for it like yes this thing happened but how does it happen and so Matt was like "Ooh, this is how it's gonna happen and this is how I'm gonna make these characters make it happen and so Brennan's sitting there with like a brain explosion going on because he's like I killed her when I created the world and now I'm actually the one killing her and he was freaking out the whole time and it was just it was nice to see Brennan get to play in his little world and not know exactly what was happening <laughs> I like that yeah that is fun um mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry no you're fine oh and then they they go and they kidnap oh my god um chutney oh yeah chutney. which you were so confused you were like <laughs> who's chutney <laughs> listen you say chutney i think of legally blonde i can't help it no she was the lady in waiting to amongo yes and i remember she was now in the fda and then they killed her because delhi was like i'm gonna kill all these people and her was like 
I'm going to keep you alive while I steal your brain until he was probably like, no, thank you. We're, gonna, <laughs> we're just going to kill you mainly. Okay. It's okay. Um, but yeah, they find the elder and the archbishop cauliflower bitch. And she turns into a garbage disposal, which my God, was that terrifying. And you could see like how terrified they were for their characters when all these garbage disposals popped up. And the fact <laughs> when, <laughs> um, uh, it was Matt said void of like the death teeth or something like that. Oh right? yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Lou was like, I don't like when Matt names things. <laughs> I didn't see this in the thing. This wasn't in the player's handbook right. or whatever he was freaking um, out about. But it was just like so Karna dies. Oh. And it is so upsetting. Because she went from like this girl who never had anything never had anyone learned how to survive learned how to use things against people and move through the shadows and Brie did a really good job of like she was so young and had all this hardened stuff but then she had like this really girlish crush on Deli which oh, was adorable oh i know adorable. it was so cute and then like as they got to know each other it turned into like she was in love with him kind of thing when she was an adult <laughs> and so it's just so sad that like she was his scald she felt like she actually had like someone and she actually had a a place and it wasn't just a means to survive it was like she was making a life for herself and then she died which was so upsetting listen i want a whole damn book about Karna. i keep trying to call her (laughs) Karna. and it was like when matt says when you when it drops you to zero you're dead like there's nothing you can do and like no one knew that that's how it was gonna work until it happened to her and then it's like She's just dead. She's just dead. Yeah. We can't do anything now. Yeah. And so then when one moves into the mycelium with Rafaniel, I was like, oh, this old man, he's not going to be able to make it out. And he didn't. And it was so sad. It was. That he died. Honestly, Amon Go being like, once the battle was over, oh, sitting there and like telepathically trying to reach out for them and like screaming for them and like asking them if they were okay and then not getting anything back. Like that moment was so yeah. heart wrenching. Well, and it was also heart wrenching. Um, Colin's face when Deli called Karna Scald. I think fully missed that moment. So much like the face Zach made wasn't even so much like, oh my God, that's so sad. It was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, like you've been slighted by like your best friend, even though like, you know, you shouldn't feel that way. Uh, Oh, that's what I was going to talk about. How when they killed Pamela Rocks and stuff, it like, because Provolone and Delhi were close. Yeah. It tore them up. Well, because Colin realized that what they were doing was wrong. And I think he wanted to pull back and not do it. And it was at the peak of Delhi being like, no, I'm in it and I'm going to finish what I started. And I think that that just did not work with Colin very well. Yeah. But I did like that towards the end Deli said something about how he was his scald or he like that's my scald and Karna gets so sad even though she's dead it's so sad but like you can tell the bond that their characters yeah. created well, because Colin keeps say- going back for him like Deli keeps falling behind and he's like telling Amon Go to go ahead and Colin keeps going back and Lou as Deli was like what are you doing get out of here and he, Colin says shut the fuck up like no I know and then they don't stay friends I don't want to talk about that we're ignoring that part but then, you know, in a brie, like, Karna was sad in the afterlife sort of situation <laughs> that she, that he called 
the deli called Colin his scald again. You know, she was like, wow, I just died. <laughs> it, but then Lou was like, no, I didn't think of you as my scald at the end. I thought of you as nothing Karna. but Karna. And she was like, oh, okay, my gosh. And the fine. letter, the letter he finds. Oh. I did like that Matt asked them, like, where are your characters after this? And then he asked um, Abria and Brennan, like, yeah, what did your characters leave on this world? Like, yeah. what was their last thing they left? And I feel like they... Not that they necessarily had the most, but they had the most information that no one else knew. Oh, yeah. They were so, the like, two like people the that The things knew that shit. they knew were going to fucking blow we, the world wide open. Can we also talk about... So, Matt saying, how do you want to do this all season was so fun. Combined with the box of that. doom. Right. But then Colin peeing himself and sobbing his eyes out. And he's poisoned. So, he's like, can't hit as well as he should mm-hmm. and then he asks zach how do you want to do this and everybody so starts excited we were basically screaming we're all just going, ah! it was just like so exciting and it was so exciting for colin to have that moment and um then, well, and just from seeing zach play i feel like he rarely gets that moment in the yeah, playthroughs i i feel the same um i feel like when in these kind of campaigns where it's not so much just 100 percent group thinking it's a lot of single player thinking and strategic stuff he kind of thrives whereas i feel like when in like the big group and there are a lot of big players he kind of tends to hang back which i mean makes me wonder about zach as a person me too maybe he's just in it for the fun of that but again um, these are not like bad Lepan, things lapan oh my god he came alive when he was lapan for I the two days he was fucking him. love <laughs> me too we just started crown of candy over again and let me tell you the moment that he starts talking is lapan I fucking die every time. It's so fucking it's funny. It's like the one time he's done a voice. <laughs> and it's oh, it amazing. Kills me. Um, but when the mycelium is like, but how can I know I can trust you? And they do such shit. Oh my God, those persuasion rules are so bad. Rules. And they have to start running for their lives. And you're like, oh my God, are they even going to make it out? Right. And then Deli like doesn't. And he busts through this cave in he has like two fucking hit points i told you that i was like he's gonna go down tomorrow he's gonna go down yeah and he gets out and colin's freaking out and zach was like can i do a medicine check on him and you know they did they obviously Anjali did, did because it, but... she had better medicine and she had a healer's kit yeah but it was just so sad that like their characters all parted ways and had nothing to do with each other anymore god stop it stop it that's the worst that's why okay that's why i hate the ending of the book it because even after everything and they remember each other again they split up again i think they also stop remembering actually in the book too so it's not even that they like split up and go their separate ways and they just never talk to each other because of trauma it's that they stop remembering again so they still don't remember that which this is not not that podcast i'm so sorry i almost went off i was about to get real in my feels the emotional depth of this season was just like it was a lot crown of candy like yeah while it's a lot going on and it's really infuriating and there's a lot of like backstabbing and secrets and stuff like at the core of it, like they go through a lot and it's very emotional. Yeah. And it was just that being said, I will never watch Game of Thrones. I don't want people to come at me for it. I know I love fantasy. I know that I loved these two things. I will not like Game of Thrones. I need you all to know that. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. What I like don't about- tell me to watch it. D&D like watching D&D in particular especially when you go with themes like this is that it takes out all of the unnecessary crap people throw into their shows it's not hypersexualized. it's not 
hyper like they don't do violence just for the for sake the of punchline. shock and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's not for shock factors. Right. They don't they're not trying to necessarily appeal to an audience with the plot. Like they're making the plot up as they go, so there's not all this extra add-in stuff that's like what can we do to get more viewers and right. stuff like that. And like, obvi- well, and I mean like there is some of that a little bit because it is still something that like it is their job, you know, they do right. rely on viewerships and stuff like that and a lot of it is like we need to keep this as concise as possible despite being you know a game that's not typically a concise game right but it's still not a pre 100 percent planned this is what we're going to do and we're sticking with it and we want what people are going to see in the headlines you know right and that's just not anyway <laughs> i'm not watching game of thrones that's my whole point <laughs> now i feel like we need to talk about the moment when <laughs> they all rolled initiative Oh and no! Fucking, uh, and the man goes twenty-five to twenty, silence. Twenty to fifteen, silence. And everyone just kind of looks at each other like, "Oh God!" And he says, fifteen to ten, still nothing." And Brennan's like, "Someone's lying. <laughs> Who's not telling the truth right now?" But then Matt says ten to five, and they all put their, their hands, hands up, and they're like, "This is my number." And it's just like, how? Never. Never in the history of the world, I'm convinced of it, has an initiative role been that bad among yeah. a group of that many people. That was a horrible. <laughs> yeah. Funniest thing. Killed me. I'm trying to think of like other moments because I know that I've had a couple of there other moments. There were so many good moments. Such good moments. And you're right. I'm trying to think of it. There was one at the end when we were watching this morning and I feel like it had to do with Karna, but I can't really remember what. Did I mention that I would read a whole book about Karna? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that that was said. Yeah. Because it's important to me. It had, it was the bad roles for that and then them getting, oh, that's what it was. You had said right before they went into the final battle, you were like, I feel like the only people who are going to survive this are Deli and Colin because they were like the fighters. They were built to withstand all of this essentially and they had the least amount of like emotional stake in it right and, and they were like, the two that like would have gladly been the ones not to walk away from it right and then you know obviously Karna goes down and it's like okay like that's yep and then Rafael goes down and it's like okay and then by some miracle Delhi escapes being killed and you're like Okay, so he's going to survive. And then, like, Colin's, you know, poisoned and peeing himself over there. And you're just <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? And I still haven't quite figured out how Amon Go got through the whole fucking thing. <laughs> Especially, <laughs> she was, like, so low on hip points. So low. It but was I mean, bad. She had a ranged weapon. Yeah, she, I guess that's she true. So she could stay away. And because she had so few hit points she was staying away yeah and so it was just like i mean that, you know she, she like hit anything that which she was that so too. frustrated and i felt so that, bad that's for true her. too i hate it when the when the dice tell the well, story that way especially because her story was that amango went and like trained with uvano and became like this big warrior yeah and then she didn't get like a single good hit no in there after like that. i don't remember unfortunately much of what she did in that battle because of that and well and she wanted to cast false life which would give everyone the temp the temporary hit points points they needed but she was right there was way too much actual fighting she couldn't take a turn to do that and that's the absolute worst i did feel for her there um 
but so she managed to scrape by the or get by by like the skin of her teeth you know or whatever that saying is and i mean i was just sitting there and i was like lame's fucking right <laughs> like other than i'm on go over here who i still haven't figured out how she escaped you know yeah they're all like that's what happened but i mean she did a lot of like getting them in and out with being yeah, the one to be able true. to connect with that sopropion with her like maternal yeah that's true stuff so Ugh. it was a rough one not as rough as crown of candy i know and now I okay st- but only because of jet jet i i'll stand oh, by that till the day i candy. die but like the we started that over and i'm like okay yeah i can totally handle this but i keep thinking about that moment and i'm like i don't know if i can i'm just thinking that about all the moments like the way they look and feel when the pan dies and they have to keep running that whole episode and i know so that there were stressful. underlying circumstances it was yes. very early it was very cold you know it was you know there was a lot going on but like you can just see them going through it and then like amathar not like would have lost that war just to get jet's body i know like he wouldn't leave her and stuff like that there are so many like intense moments oh like really and then lady and i started watching it and spoiler alert cow popped up and i wanted to pop him oh. in the face i was like oh turn you into a cake pop i like those better anyway <laughs> cake pop oh god i love it i do think okay so you know when you read things like um city of bones or whatever like mm-hmm. the portal inch I don't, know where you're, I don't know where you're going with this, but yes, I do remember <laughs> reading those. And then you read like the Infernal Devices. Yes. And it's technically a prequel, but you, yes. it's more fun if you read it after. Because you know it's, you know all the, because yeah. especially in that situation, it was written after. And so specific things were put in there to connect to the rest of them. And you're like, oh, exactly. I get it. That's what this was. Yeah. It was written to connect to that. And it was so fun. Like when certain characters would pop up or like a certain thing would happen. You're like, Oh, and that's why that happened in crown of candy. I right. don't think you should watch this before you watch crown of candy. I agree. And because we got all the way to the end. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was giving his big whole, like, you know, dissertation or whatever. And the he said, which I make even more ridiculous every time I say it. I don't know why. Um, but he was giving his whole big speech and he was talking about, uvano and lady went oh my god because he becomes the first concordant emperor because he's a grape he's the grape guy and i was like you have gotten all the way through this and you're just now realizing that <laughs> that's the one thing it is the end the end of the show what uvano i just uh, want to remember it uvano i was like uvano sounds strangely familiar yes because he's the concordant emperor well and then i'm thinking because watching house of rock what <laughs> Might as well be. I felt like he wasn't the only concordant emperor because they were like, well, this is the law. It it can never be passed down to an heir. Like it has to go to someone else, you know, like it doesn't pass down by bloodline or whatever. And I think it just makes it sound like they had more than one concordant emperor, emptor, thinking about it now, it shouldn't feel that way considering they say plainly thousands of times it's only been 20 years. It's only been 20 years. Not to mention the fact that <laughs> Gustavo Ovano went weird when we're, when we're real quick there guys. <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, he was kind of older. I guess. Also, wasn't he like technically killed? Yeah, I think he ends up, like, in the end, like, that's what happens. His daughter, what the fucking asparagus bitch. <laughs> the fucking asparagus. I want to know what happened to Amango's son. He was Uvanda's... Uh, Uvanda, 
I have like bubbles in my nose. <laughs> so Ubano's been talking too long, guys. Lainey's got the nose bubbles. Shut up. There's got to be something going on. Okay. Anyway, Ubano's adopted son because he, he's like, yes, I'm uncle. I will raise him like he's mine. And like, even though he says like, we'll say he's like a cousins or something like someone that we're raising, but is not ours because obviously everyone, everyone knows they didn't have another baby, but like, not even mentioned in Crowd of Candy. So that was one of those I things. I think that's because like, it was a character choice that was yeah, made. Yeah, it was. It's just interesting on, to see so. that like things could have changed. And like had that been before yeah. Crowd of Candy, like that would have been. I do. And that's one of the yeah. things that like, while I know that obviously we get to see, you know, Pamela rocks and Rococo shows up and it, you know, Satrine shows up and everything. Satrina. Satrina. I always do that. I'm sorry. Okay. You should and be. we see Amathar, you know, like, and obviously when Raphael is dying, he makes some kind of comment about the pan <laughs> because then Zach goes, don't I know it? It wasn't Raphael <laughs> said it. It was Brendan who said it. He That's said something about how the holy men in Calorum or whatever have such insight into the cosmos in the last few moments of their lives. And he looked straight at Zach and Zach said, don't I know it? <laughs> right. Um, I still wish that they had mentioned the other characters a little more. Like even, like even mentioned them, you know, I at think, the very least. I think he did a good job of not mentioning them too much because the Ravening War was not about Candia. It was about all of Comedy. Uh, or is it all Calorum? Calorum. And I think that if he had continued to name those people, it would have. I didn't really mean like an. I didn't. I don't even mean like straight naming, but like when Amathar shows up, like, you know, he says something about like a gummy bear following him, or like Amathar says something about like who he has back at home or something. Just a little nod of like these characters exist in this world, and you know. What's his face? Um, Monterey Jack was mentioned, but he didn't mention him by name, but you knew it was Monterey Jack because it was a piece of cheese. Yeah. And he was wily as fuck. Yeah, that's true. And like, so I just kind of like that would have been cool i i would i think i would have connected with it a little bit more if that had been in there also um i liked that sometimes he didn't name them and it was like kind of alluded to that's what i mean i wanted more allusion to those or you know i wanted those people to be alluded to more he were like allusion is not the correct word (laughs) rather than like specifically named and i feel like that didn't really happen can we talk about how Tomate and tomatai or whatever they they could not Tomato. agree on how to say it. Tomati. And sometimes it's comida, sometimes it's it's comida. Calorum, Calorum and calorum. Calorum. Oh. I just a mango, a mango. Oh, they all said a mango very differently. No one says the same. Okay, I could go on a on. I a, just love it. A streak of what people say wrong in this love- world. I love that the creator Produce. of the world, like the creators of the worlds are there. And they also say it differently every yeah. time. It's like, this is some made up shit. And I, I, I ain't got no clue. I ain't got no clue. But like the depth and like the, just the, the brain power that goes into creating a world that way. Like as someone who is trying to currently write their own campaign, I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. It's what am I supposed to do? Hard. I literally was sitting there and I was helping um, with e-scripts and stuff today. And he was on the phone at one point and so I was just sitting there and I was like doodling and I was like I think I should just make a map first if I make a map then I can break it down into the different areas and then I can decide 
And I, I mean, I downloaded like five different gener- like D&D generators onto my phone today for like cities and NPCs and buildings and stuff like that. Just because like, I don't have that brain power. I sure as hell did not have that time. I was up at scan one and it took all of my brain power. I and, was yeah, I know. drowning. I'm sorry. And technically, I've got four campaigns that I'm writing right now. Why? Well, because I still have my Candyland one, which is not going to get any better when we watch Crown of Candy again. Okay. Um, then I've got the other one that I refuse to tell anybody a lick about because otherwise I will lose all willpower to do it. <laughs> then I've got the one that I'm doing for the work group. And then I've got my Tay Wild one. Writing, you're not writing a campaign for the work group. Yes, I am. We're doing a one shot this weekend. I didn't know you were writing a campaign. And then I'm writing like a mini campaign. And that's what we're going to do a session zero for after the one shot for the people who want to. Okay. What? No, it's just, I, I didn't put that together. Which reminds me we need to make if characters. If it helps, you really only have to focus on writing one of those right now. No, there are, there are at least three that I need to focus on. The other one's going to take time. Okay. <laughs> we are nowhere Little near inside joke with myself. playing your Candyland one. Oh, don't say that. Oh, five. Curse of Strahd. Okay, well, you're not writing that. You're right. Oh, I'm not I writing that. want to do with the work group, the Wild West of Strahd. You've really got to start planning that because I would kill to play that game. I'm going to dress up as an all goth cowboy. Oh my god, that's so like funny. black fringe shirt thing and a black cowboy oh hat. Oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. I can't. And instead of like guns in my holsters, I'll have like wooden stakes. I need to think <laughs> of like the pinnacle Wild West character because you went with Wednesday Adams for your character's vibes for our Curse of Strahd campaign which is like yeah. pinnacle goth. I need to think of like pinnacle Wild West. Huh. Other than a cowboy. I feel like like it needs to be an actual character. Or at least an, an actual maybe it'll be a southern belle. Oh my gosh a southern belle who gets trapped in Barovia. Oh that's so funny to me. Southern bells weren't really part of the wild west you know what i mean i quite don't can i be a cactus no <laughs> can i be can i be this is gonna sound weird coming from my mouth can i be a desert druid probably oh my goodness but can we fake it till you make it and make you wild shape into a tumbleweed <laughs> no they're from russia I'm going to fucking kill you. Oh, I can't help that. That's the origin of the tumbleweed. Okay. Tumbleweeds still exist outside of Russia. I don't care. Just because that's where it was founded. I don't care. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Uh, we've got a lot of characters to make. And my God, you should it. name your little desert druid tumbleweed. Oh, my God. That's that is so, so funny. Cute. Okay, guys. Hold me to this. We'll start talking about our campaign and stuff. Maybe, hopefully, possibly, if we ever get around to it. Um, but I'm gonna have, I'm gonna play a desert druid named Tumbleweed. I'm oh my gosh, obsessed. I've never felt more connected to Moonshine than I do right now in my entire oh my life. Gosh. Everyone, go listen to Nad Pod. It's the f- it. I, like I'm, I don't do anything else with my life. She really. Doesn't. I can't get anything done because I, I have to have it on in the she background. She tries to convince me that we should listen to it in the car when I haven't been listening to the campaign. So. Well, obviously, we'd start from the beginning. I, I'm i already listening to a campaign on Spotify, and I have not listened to it for like, In like a better year. part of a year. Yeah. Well, okay. When you go from having a minimum of three hours at work before there are people involved, and you just get to sit with your headphones on and work and listen to a campaign, 
totally good time passer. Like I was so in it. Switch jobs. I haven't listened to a podcast since. You know how you come in here at night and you're winding down for bed and you watch The Office? Yeah. Turn on the podcast. Mm, but here's the thing. If I'm listening to a podcast, I have to do something. That's why I play games. If I watch The Office, I don't because I'm watching That's it. what my games are for on my phone. No. For while I listen to a I, podcast. I can't do or that. Or Pinterest. I will get so bored. Oh, I love it. Anyway, Which okay. is why podcasts were good for me while I was working because I was working. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said that you wanted to start working on stuff in here to wind down while you listen to The Office. So just listen to the podcast instead. Yeah. Because you know get, for a fact you're going to get into bed and be like, oh, I got to wind down from the winding down. I got to watch The Office. No, I will not. Good luck. No, I will not. I would. The other night, I straight up, I turned the office on, watched maybe two minutes of it, and I said, fuck this, I'm going to bed. I do that too. I'm like, I have to do something to wind down, and I'll like do it for a minute, and I'm like, nope. <laughs> that was my winding down. I am winded down, wound down. I don't know. Okay, everybody go listen to NadPod. It's hilarious. Um, also Everyone listen- go watch The Ravening War. Are you oh, kidding me Oh, I'm sorry. Right also now? do that. <laughs> watch, the, watch, watch Crown of Candy and then The Ravening yes. War. Or do what we did. And in the span of like two months, watch every single one of the Intrepid Heroes oh campaigns. But can we talk about how Oops. excited I am to, at some point soon, do an episode on Dungeons and Drag Queens. Oh, guys. Because go. Bob the Drag Queen is my everything. Please go get caught up on that so that way you understand what's happening when we do that episode. I'm just obsessed. Also, listen to the rest of our episodes. Maybe we should plug ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> really bad at that. We should get better at uh, social media, too, by the way. I you, Okay, here's the thing. If anybody wants I don't to hear use about social our t- media. Uh, about our campaign or our, what is this called? It's a podcast. If anybody wants to know about our podcast planning. I need you all to know the it journey Mara just took looking at different spots in the room as if it was going to give her a clue. Oh, gosh. Okay. That wouldn't have changed if it were earlier in the day, Mara. No, but I can't believe it's 10.50. I can. I'm bitter about it. I have to be at work at 7.30, by the way. I know. I got to be at work till 11. I know. Are you going to go get me coffee? Probably because I'm like a really good sister, so mm-hmm. at least this time the drive-thru thing won't happen to me again. <laughs> anyway, there okay, guys, no chance. You all have a good night. Please get some sleep. Get some shut eye. Have good dreams. Uh, <laughs> I got distracted. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. Okay, bye. bye.